I give you Tim Hawkins and the best Christmas song ever. Oh, the traffic at the mall is frightful. I feel like I'm getting spiteful. Yep. My credit card limit's low. <laughs> let's just go, let's just go, let's just go. <laughs> at the food court there is a fight. And Old Navy's a real tug of war. I tell the children everything's all right. They're celebrating the birth of our Lord. So great. Oh, the shoppers are getting hostile. They set fire to the air apostle. I think it's about to blow. Let's just go, let's just go, let's just go. Yes. But first I want a bubble tea. It is the mall, after all. The River Morning Show Daily Podcast is brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family-owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. The River Morning Show. With Josh. The researchers are at it again. This time looking at what we wear and how long we wear it for. Apparently, 73% of adults like to wear clothing until it wears out. Okay. Interesting. This doesn't fall in line with the stereotype of women shopping a bunch. Or for me, for that matter, I love shopping. So before you think like, well, that was it. No, like I'm right there. I love shopping. I will say though, I think it's absolutely true. For me, usually the main reason I retire a shirt or whatever is because I've worn that favorite item so many times. And it usually is to like the family holidays and stuff. Because like, I want to look good. I feel good in this shirt. I can't keep showing up in the same thing because it ends up in all the pictures and stuff. So like, I would wear it until it wears out, except I keep getting sideways glances from my family. So how about you? Like, if you wear your clothes until they wear out, what's the oldest piece of clothing you own? Dudes, undershirts don't count question this morning are you in the 73rd percentile i always get confused by that but anyway i mentioned a moment ago researchers say 73 percent of adults prefer to wear their clothes items until they wear out which i can get that i like shopping so i try i try not to but it happens spark this from lisa my son was two and i got him these dress shoes for church He wore them every single day (laughs) until he outgrew them. Sweatpants, single. I would say, don't you want to wear your tennis shoes? No. All right, so I can see how some parents might say, no, you're going to do what I say. You're not wearing those shoes. Something tells me, though, you came out a little bit differently. What what did you think through this whole thing? Let them enjoy themselves. There's bigger battles in life to fight. You can always jump in and share anything you hear. Be a part of the conversation. 614-479-1049. Morning, Christy. So, clothing. So I just talked about people wearing their clothes until they wear out. And Lisa talked about her son who wore his shoes every day until he couldn't anymore. Where are you at? I have clothes and shoes I do the same thing with. I have Christmas sweaters from when my children were in elementary school that I still wear. (laughs) They consider them ugly sweaters. I consider them cute. Yeah, of course. Um, So I tell my children, you love these sweaters when you were little. What's the difference? That's right. (laughs) Your knees might be cranky. Your back might be just a little tight. But despite that, most people can make it up and down stairs without too much trouble. Except all May. She's in a wheelchair. And at the end of every school day, her dad has to help her up a long sidewalk of stairs from the road to her house. It's bumpy, to say the least, and it's hard for her dad, too. But one day, 
a man showed up at their house. Ordinary. Every day. Heroes! <laughs> it was Joe. I mean, simply just, just Joe. And he had an offer to build a ramp for the family free of charge, period. Covering up those stairs with a ramp all May could get up and down on her own. They accepted, and you can see the smiles beaming all the way from North Carolina where this happened. I think Joe summed it up real well when he said, I saw a need, and I could fill that need. So we went on from there. Joe, you are an ordinary, everyday hero. I don't typically like to lean into stereotypes, but... I'm gonna. Apparently one in five Americans have been injured while setting up their Christmas trees. Most of the time, it's the dudes. Hey, y'all, watch this. How about taking down the tree? Marcus, what's your story from a few years ago? New Year's Day, me and my brother-in-law decided to light our fireplace. We had a wood fireplace and couldn't get it to light, so we decided to use some of the Christmas tree to get it to light. (laughs) Well, needless to say, if you light a Christmas tree... It burns very quickly, and it popped out of the fireplace. We caught the ottoman on fire, almost the couch. He is grabbing the ottoman and trying to carry it outside, and then we ended up beating it out with pillows from the couch cushions. This is a question um, our friend Mary always used to ask. What is your wife thinking? <laughs> I, uh, I told my wife when we got married, I said, look, I have a knack for getting into random adventures. It seems kind of scary, but don't worry. It all works out in the end. <laughs> don't worry. About a thing. We're not supposed to worry. We cannot add another second to our life by worrying about something. Plus, so often, things kind of work themselves out. So don't worry. Maryland's missing zebras have been found. They have been found! It's been months since August. Authorities in the D.C. area have been searching for two zebras who escaped a farm. And they finally found them. They're safe and sound. They're going to go to a much better, safer, more caring farm. Because that farm, it's good that they escaped. And I'll just leave it at that. See? Don't worry. The zebras have been found. Not sure where you're at if you really need to hear this. It could be some encouragement maybe to help your holiday go a little smoother. This year, make it work. Maybe you've got a distance to travel you don't really want to travel. Maybe you don't see eye to eye. That's maybe the most likely scenario when it comes to families getting together this year. But maybe like my family, everything's different. My wife and I have four kids. My brother and his wife have four kids. Their youngest is the age of our oldest. So they've got three kids out of the house, college, graduated college, living in different states and these kinds of things. This is the first year that it was like, well, we're not making it home for Christmas. We're just not going to be able to do it. And it it struck me right in the heart. I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess I knew this was coming, but I don't like that. So I asked him, like, is there any way we can see any of you? And they, they live close enough by that it's, it's not a huge burden of a drive. So some of them did come over yesterday. It was a quick trip. It was only four of the six of them, but it was four of them. So we did it. We got together. We had Christmas. We made it work. And the smiles on my kids' faces getting to see the cousins that got to see meant the world. So this year, make it work. I mentioned just a moment ago how this year we can make Christmas different by making it work. 
There are hurdles to overcome, <clears throat> sometimes opinions to overlook, but it's family, it's friends, it matters. This Christmas make it work. And Tia wanted to share. We've got COVID going on, people in my family, and then we've also got people going in for procedures. And I start chemo on Thursday. Mm. I'm stage four. So Christmas is going to get kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. Tia, I, I know that you're in such a difficult spot. A lot of people may not find themselves right there, but what encouragement would you give to somebody this Christmas that's maybe wondering why everything's got to be so different or how they're going to make it? Just keep with the Lord and have your family and your friends pray. And if you got fur babies, love on them too. You got to celebrate when you get it right, right? So my wife and I, four kids, um, our middle son turned 13. We have three teenagers now. William is his name. He is adventurous. He is a sci-fi fan. He is an imaginative little boy. Young man now. Loves fun. He's very nurturing, too, which I think is fantastic. He's growing in maturity, growing in faith, all of these important things. Our big decision was whether or not we get him a phone. 13 is the age you're allowed to have a phone in our house, but it is no guarantee. You have to show maturity, responsibility, all of this. We decided, yes, it's time for Will to have a phone, but that's not what we got right. I also ordered a phone case because phones break. Uh, My wife and I and our two oldest kids, we have very basic phone cases. Nothing flashy, nothing special. The thing I got for Will is red and black. It looks like something from a Transformers movie or whatever. Like yesterday, this is the first day he has his phone. Will spent nearly as much time playing with the case as he did playing with the phone. So yes, I nailed it. It can be the same old, same old. Easy to fall into that kind of routine. It doesn't have to be. How are you doing Christmas gifts differently this year? Carissa, what did you want to share? Our family this year has realized that we tend to spend more on like things like toys and things that we don't need. Mm -hmm. So we have decided since we always take a vacation every year that we're going to like include the tickets for like vacation places we're going to go as part of the gift instead of doing like bigger items. So it kind of saves money in the long run later down the line. It's going to be a different kind of Christmas again. And I don't want to start with negativity and those kinds of feelings but i think we're all there to a certain degree in our minds now if you're an overly positive person then share that share it with everybody because we all need a dose of uh, of a smile and a brighter outlook for christmas this year maybe but with it being another different christmas mark has some encouragements that uh, he wanted to share go ahead mark i know people were probably have a lot of anxiety and fear and things going on mm-hmm. in this day and age and the world's going to change but the one thing that is not going to change god didn't give us a spirit of fear but it gives us a, a power to love and a sound mind yeah we just gotta you know thanking god for the blessing and everything's going to be just fine part of getting what you want for christmas is asking the right person now if you're going to be taking the little ones to go talk with the man in the red suit with the white bushy beard they already have a leg up on you My name is Josh. A new house might be a little out of Santa's range, so let's, again, ask the right person. United Faith Mortgage can make that Christmas wish come true. I have no idea if anybody there wears red or has a beard or jiggles when they laugh. 
But I do know they love to give. And United Faith Mortgage now is going to pay your appraisal fee for you, saving you $300 to $500 you'd normally have to pay right up front. They're partnering with the river because they believe their core is the same as ours, faith and family. It's something we stress all year long, but especially right now. So whether you're buying new or refinancing, check out United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. They want to hear all about your new home or new financial situation wish list. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. Animalist number 1330.